coming in at six foot four, number one, Patty's Playbook. Hey guys, I'm your host Patty, and welcome to Patty's Playbook, the show for all you sports lovers out there. We cover NRL, NBA, NFL, plus many more sports. You can find us on Instagram, at Paddy's Playable. I can hear the sport calling us. Let's dive into this episode, baby. All right, guys. Welcome back to the Playbook, round four of our NRL betting show. This is now our most popular show on the Playbook, and it's been a wild ride, mate. The roller coaster's up and down, but we've, we've hit our first winning week. Christian, how are you, brother? I'm Good, feeling mate. great. The energy's there. Talk to me. <laughs> yeah, um, a better week, really, is all I can say. Is um encouraging for us after what two out of eight the week before I just didn't believe I thought we were better than that so what was it five out of eight this week and yeah better late than never on a Thursday hopefully people can tune in and and get these um at least tonight's um input under their belts beautiful I'll just quickly run through yeah last week five of eight our best bets gone back to back now I've got over 215 dollars in the kitty all for charity if you followed along ladies and gentlemen well, we can go against this if you want, but we had Sharks 8.5 with a plus 8.5 handicap, Panthers head-to-head, Storm with a plus 10.5 handicap, and Manly to finish the round. They got it done ugly by one point against the Doggies head-to-head. So that cashes in, but what I want to start with today, bro, is Saturday night, 7.30. We're tuned in, you know, during the weekend. We, we message a lot during the week talking about footy, you know, our thoughts on things, but we had the Raiders minus 1.5 here. And... Halftime comes around or five minutes before halftime, they're down 22 nil. And I was about to turn the TV off. I thought, let's just call it a day, you know, reassess. We'll come back Sunday, but they've, they've pulled off a miracle comeback. And I think we were messaging more than the body. I was watching the game. It was just electric that second half. <laughs> oh, mate. I just, yeah, I'm just laughing, just thinking about how wild it was getting a lot of exclamation marks and, and a lot of yelling going on. Um, <laughs> it was just, um, you don't get many of those moments throughout the season. Um, and that's why I sort of enjoy this style of betting the most is because you're not necessarily, you're always alive, even though we're on the minus with this one. It was lucky that it was such a short line in the end. Obviously, we got it by 0.5. But we just, I think at halftime, we just said, you know, they need to be first to score here. And it just felt like, I don't know, the game sort of felt like if Canberra did score, the belief would come. And fair enough, the floodgates opened couple of players, don't know how you saw it, but Starling probably single-handedly, you know, took them to that victory out of dummy half. Jackie boy, just, you know, it was like, I think we said at halftime, Ricky's just said to him, you need to get the ball in your hands and just start running. And that's how we won a Daly M yep. was running at the line, being a selfish ball running 5-8 is basically Jack White into a T and it showed in spades in that second half. Like those two guys and then the big fellas, Tomoko, um, Valame with that hit. Oh my goodness. He ripped his dax off, bro. He was, <laughs> he was gone. <laughs> Pants are off. You know, like they'll replay that throughout the entire season. I can promise you that that one hit there, that was, you know, I think because we were on such a roller coaster of emotions throughout that whole second half, yeah. I don't think we realised how like important that that defensive play was there. Because I think the, the Raiders go up the field and they score the try to win the game. So obviously, you know, the young fella Schneider was back, and I sort of wanted to touch on that too because why did Raiders go into the market for Fogarty? Like, it's it's a good it, question. You know, in a game where 
halfbacks are so difficult to find. And, you know, many clubs struggle to bring halfbacks through. But the valid point is, for every reserve grade team, you've got a halfback waiting there playing. You have to fill the seven position in every reserve grade team, right? So why aren't people putting more faith in their reserve grade halfbacks? I get it, you know, you've got teams like Penrith with Cleary and all that stuff who you're just not not even really ever going to have to use your backup seven. But for teams like the Knights, they've bought well, but I sometimes question why teams go out and buy other teams' halfbacks when you've got a half like Schneider just sitting there and he looks the part. Yep. Like, you know, I'm not saying he's a leader, but it's his second, what was his second game of first grade? Missed one through COVID, yep. comes back and they win. Guys like, the troops home. Fantastic. Yeah, like just, and he just did his role. It was yeah. just like, I'm giving the ball to Jack and Jack's going to be Jack. Um, Didn't overplay his hand. Exactly. To that, to that halfback, I, I agree, bro, because the whole Fogarty thing, I wouldn't be surprised now. Brad Schneider, I think he's locked himself in at seven. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Fogarty coming at nine, maybe to start the game. 20 minutes, take the sting out of it. And then Starling comes on and does his thing. I think, yeah, Fogarty, gosh, this, what a nightmare this could be for him, but we'll see. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't, I, okay, I better, I sort of better call a spade a spade. I don't really rate Fogarty. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's worth going out and buying to bring into your club. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if he's at your club, no, yeah, no worries. But mm-hmm. you know, Canberra to go, when you got Schneider sitting there, it just doesn't make sense to me. I remember talking to some other boys about this, some Canberra fans, and I told them, I'm like, unless you got Fogarty for 300K, you know, dirt cheap, whatever, how's it even worthwhile bringing him in? Surely, you know, this was before the season, surely there's a halfback there that, you know, you can try and at least build something on with, mm-hmm. with what, you know, keeping in mind at the time they had Hodgson and then they've got White as well. The young fella doesn't even have to be the dominant half. You know, you know, like people forget Cleary, the best halfback in the game right now, hands down. He did his time under Maloney. He played second fiddle under Maloney for the first like 18 months, two mm. years. Yep. There was no pressure on Cleary. I don't understand why teams think that the t- their half, their young half has to come in and um, light the world, you know, on fire. It just, yeah, it's a perplexes me there, but I really like that call. I think if Fogarty can play nine, it frees up Starling then. And um, he can play that sort of, you know, um, impact hooker role and even Fogarty and him can remain on the field at the same time. They got a lot of success last year with Hodgson and Starling doing the same thing. So, yeah, mate, that was a cracking game. Our boy Tomoko just <laughs> just getting, getting, getting amongst it defensively, attacking. He's a big boy. He's going to be tough to stop. I, I uh, pity, um, I think it'll be Brad Parker yep. this week. I pity him, that's for sure. Tough day in the office. Bloody oath. What a matchup. Mate, I just thought, yeah, I just thought we had to start with that that game because, as I said, I was about to turn it off and you were like, oh, we've got to score next and they scored before half time, and then we just get that first try of the second half and the rest is history. So, mate, we can't live in the past for too long. Good week. And I think we roll on to week four, brother. Let's Round four. Having a bet on the footy this week? Top this. Top Sport will give you $2 lines on all AFL, NRL and rugby matches. Plus much, much more. Top that. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly. Just quickly, our best bet for this week. As you know, ladies and gentlemen, this show is brought to you by Top Sport. All the top offers, all the top odds, only at Top Sport. Be, in, be on top. Be in, you know, top mount. Be in control. Please. It's very important, gamble responsibly. But I think we've got a cracker here, mate. You know, we've been grinding the kitty up for a while, but I think we want to get a bit, just a bit exotic this weekend, you know? Roll the dice. So we've gone three try scorers. 
David Fafita, anytime tonight. Gold Coast Titans take on the Tigers. Taylor May, our young boy out at Penrith, they're taking on the Bunnies. So he's just got to score a try anytime. And Tommy Turbo, mainly get their first win last week. Can they, you know? I think I was actually, I heard the stat that last year, they their first win, they won by one point. And then, you know, they st- that um, opened up the season for them. So they won last weekend by one point against the Doggies. And we'll see what Turbo can do. So Fafita, Tylan May, and Tommy Turbo, anytime. You're going to get $8.60 there. So I like it. Value. value roll the yeah. dice and we'll see how we go bro we might maybe next week go back into a bit of a grind but yeah this week's i think we're talking off air this week is just tough for our, our line betting so um not that i'm nervous mate but we're gonna we'll see how we go just, so. yeah i just think I'll, I'll touch on that too like i think this is what the bookies sort of thrive on is these inconsistencies mm. um it sort of proves better for them like last year it sort of basically all went how you thought it was going to it started off a bit shaky this year and it is only early, right? So we don't have much sort of info to go off. But yeah, this is sort of, we're behind the eight ball a little bit now because there's a lot of teams that are inconsistent and the bookies are putting the lines accordingly and yeah, it just makes it tough. So we'll see how we go this week. We've been pretty conservative, I think, with the lines for that reason. There's just some trust issues. <laughs> oh, bloody earth. It's, yeah. And as always, we say it every week, things may change, but let's dive in, brother. Tonight, Gold Coast Titans host the West Tigers. We've, we're thinking the Tigers can keep this close. We've got Tigers plus 10.5. I don't want it any shorter than that. Yes. If it probably goes into like nine, half, eight. I mean, we're doing this the morning of the game, so hopefully it doesn't move too much. Um, Titans are just defensively poor. I don't know what's going on there. They just seem to switch off. Uh, you know, there's a lot of blokes in there that are trying really hard like Tino tries to lead from the front yeah I just, a worker, I think yeah he's, like... he's got to be around the origin picture too mm. um, it's tough to sort of put your finger on what goes on there because the Titans show these moments of brilliance they start games really well like the first 20 minutes they're like the best team in the comp and then I don't know what happens uh, you know is it a fitness thing or whatever I'll probably have to pay closer attention to that tonight hopefully it doesn't happen but um I guess it's the lesser of two evils with this game and You'd hope that the West Tigers can only improve. They've got to be spoon favourites right now, don't they? Oh, man. Like, it's just terrible oh. to watch. That last, that last week, Tigers Warriors, I, I felt sick. I just, oh, it was terrible. I mean, I was sort of thinking, of, did you watch the um, the Tiger Town yep. um, series? Mm-hmm. I can't help but think Madge's success at the Rabbitohs was because he had the cattle. Mm. I know that they're probably not going to give us, you know, an insight into all the ins and outs of, you know, their tactics and stuff. But every time Madge was talking to the troops in that series, it wasn't like of what I thought a first-grade coach standard would be. It was all like, you know, work for each other and, you know, the kind of stuff that you'd see, I don't know, down at a footy field in Penrith on a Sunday Arbo type stuff. It was just, you know what I mean? It was, Mm. I don't know, that's just me looking into it. I don't think Madge has got it. I've got this, um, this team sort of backing him. And I think it comes out on the field because you look at them on paper and it isn't that bad. Mm. Like, I do think that they're going to struggle without their big fella. I always leave it to you to pronounce his name. Big um, Steph. Commander, big Steph. I yep. <laughs> Call him Big Steph. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so again, that's why I don't want it any shorter because he's probably one of the only guys that provide, he's, he's providing that go forward. Um, I mean, Tarmia probably needs a little bit more. K's in the legs as well. Um, but 
with the defence, I just think Tigers should get enough looks at scoring to keep it at least within that 10 and a half yep. buffer. Yep, beautiful, yeah. mate. One little question. Does Madge survive the season? I'm going to, what, okay, does Madge survive 10 rounds? Is he the first coach on yep. the chopping block? Yep. Yep, didn't even have to think about it. I just, I just don't think he's, I think he needs cattle and yeah. he doesn't have it. Yep. You know, no, I agree. Particularly in the um, spine. Yeah. You know, you look at Laurie, relatively inexperienced. Luke Brooks, I've said it, don't rate him. Mm-hmm. He's been given since 2012. You know, it's just, he's not producing. Um, he doesn't have Dewey at the moment, who puts in an effort every week. You know, he, he didn't have Hastings too, I guess. But, like, you know, it's not like you can't say Hastings is like missing a Cleary or a Reynolds or, you know, a Latrell Turbo. You can't say he's like missing that. But, yeah, I don't know. I think he's got to be first to go. Yeah. West Tigers, Luke Brooks and him all need a breakup, in my opinion. Yes. Friday night, 6 p.m., brother. Queen's Bet Stadium, the Cronulla Sharks. Woo, they were hot last week. Host the Newcastle Knights. This is a cracker. We like the Knights at the moment with a plus 6.5 handicap. The Knights are impressive. Like, what they did to us, I thought, 12 men. You can pull the game apart. But, God, they, I just like defensively, they look like they play for one another. Attack-wise. The strike centers, Kurtman in the middle, they just, they're on the same page for me. I'm, yeah, I'm very surprised. It's unreal. Shall we? I probably want to touch first on Bar- that Barnett thing. Yeah, let it rip, let it rip. To only get six weeks for what he did is an absolute joke. It's the, it's NRL's version of a coward punch. People do jail time for that kind of stuff. How you can only get six weeks when, when Latrell, I know it was reduced, but Latrell copped eight weeks mm. for what he did, which, um, which was disgusting as well. But at least Latrell was trying to affect a tackle, which is in the realms of the game. And it was in the heat of the moment. like, And in the heat of the moment, right? Yeah. He got it horribly wrong. And, you know, it's still um, a disgusting thing to do. But I can't help but think that Latrell was penalised only because of the outcome to Manu. It shouldn't be like that. The no. act alone is all that should be looked at, you know. You can liken it to referees going, yeah, I just want to check the grounding, and then we're, we're looking at the, the um, play from the dummy half. You, the, the ref doesn't want to see that. The ref wants to see the grounding. He's only interested in the grounding. He's cleared everything else. But, no, we've got to go and look back and do all that crap. It's exactly the same. I just think the NRL had to make a stand and they didn't. And now this grubby mentality is going to stay in, in the game. Six weeks isn't enough. It's just not enough. It doesn't need much more, but like maybe enough, maybe eight to 10, I'd be like, yeah, you know, close to half the season, he'll be out and that's a big price to pay. But six weeks, it's like, yeah, sweet as, I'll just get the body in shape and be raring to go uh, just oh. over a month's time. Like, yeah, yeah, mate, I just I thought we needed to touch on that because I think – there was a lot of sort of media pleasing going on by both coaches, Cleary in particular. You've got to be filthy at that. Absolutely filthy. Like what happens um, if what happens if he breaks his his jaw and eye socket or something? Do you think they go harder? Is it because do you think like the Joey Marnie thing? Obviously, we know what happened to him, the injury. He was out for the rest of the year last year. Does it come down to that? If Chris should, you know? It shouldn't. Yeah. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. Mm. Doesn't take away the act. Yeah. Like the injury doesn't doesn't form the act of doing it it yeah it's it was i was shocked i was like there was some comments there even he made some comments like i won't go into the expletives but i didn't mean it and he probably doesn't mean to hit the chin i get it It was probably careless more than 
than sort of, you know, purposeful. But why are you raising elbows against the bloke who's not even looking and nowhere near the play anyway? Like, why are you even raising your elbow? Like, mm. you know, it doesn't matter where it hits him. Why are you raising it? Yep. I don't get it. You know, um, now dovetail into the game, but that's why I'm not really putting any weight either on the Knights and them getting smacked by 18 against Penrith. Um, it was 18, 38, 20. Yeah, yep. Um, Put away late. It's just, uh, it's just that game's a write-off because they battled with 12 men and they kept and they were in that game before that happened. They were in it. I thought Penrith were up, were up against it. I thought we were going to struggle. Mm. I mean, fortune favoured the Brave in the end. We, we heard whispers that Cleary was going to be in the team and we decided to jump on early and we told everyone to jump on early. It didn't come, come to fruition, but it paid off in the end. It still cashed okay. in. It still cashed in. Um, so that was lucky on our behalf there. Um, but yeah, I'm just not reading too much into that nice performance. I still think, you know, they're proving both of us wrong. I had them for the spoon and I don't have them for the spoon anymore. I can tell you that much. Moving on to the, um, the Sharkies. Geez, they looked impressive. They look like a Fitzgibbons doing wonders there. You can now probably see why. Yeah, it seemed harsh at the time that getting rid of Tremorris, but obviously they saw something in Fitzgibbon and they're just growing every week, every week. Nico Hines is just proving to be probably by of the season. I don't know what you think. Easily, easily. I I, I said it this week, bro. I'm not going to go too hard on it, but I think he's going to finish top three daily, daily end points. Like he's got his hand in everything. It's yeah, he's fantastic. Well, you've got to look at the daily end and how it works, right? And who's taking points from him in that team? That's the thing. Yep. You know what I mean? Like who's, you know, he's, he's well and truly running the show. He's doing it all. Uh, he's doing it all. Yeah. And Moylan's, like we said last week, Moylan's just piggybacking off him. And I think he just needs to polish his, his kicking game a little and, and he'll be a complete half yep. within, you know, half a season. Um, Knights get Ponga back too. Um, let's hope he's not a late scratching again. That'll change some things if yeah, he's out. I yeah. The Knights outside backs just look, you know, you touched on the defensive structure of the team and the Knights outside backs just look the best in the comp. Mm. Like that Dominic Young, Free. He, arguably, I think it was on his edge, had some, you know, newish first graders in Targo and, um, sorry, Tago and, and um, Taylor May, you know, May made a few defensive reads, but you expect that. And they, they took full advantage of it really. Mm. Like hats off to them there. Bradman Best. Yeah, Kurt Mann in the middle looks like he's found his position at lock. You know, whether he can produce longevity in that position given his size and whatnot is something we'll have to watch. But yeah, mate, I just think Knights have still got enough in them. I don't know if they get, do they get that Brody Jones back? He's a pretty. He's like, yeah, so whilst losing Barnett's no good, Brody Jones, I find him a real dynamic sort of utility player. He can sort of probably come in and um, do a role. They don't have Fitzgibbon back yet, but I'm not worried. I'm really not. I think they've got enough to at least keep it close with the Sharks. Beautiful, bro. I love that. Our boys, Bluebet Stadium, 8.05 p.m. on a Friday night. The grand final rematch. The Penrith Panthers host the South Sydney Rabbitohs. We've got Panthers here, minus 6.5. I believe we're two from three, betting the Panthers this year, mate. As Actually, I'll jump in quickly. Next week, every month, we're going to have our recap on how the month's gone. The units, how we're going up or down, charity account, the money we've got in there, um, our winning percentages, all of it, all the you know stats, the analytics. I'm going to pull it apart, and every month, mate, we'll rip into that. So yeah, Friday Panthers minus six point five. Talk to me, bro. I just still, I'm still not convinced on South. They've had some good performances. They haven't had like a good eighty minute performance. 
you, I think you mentioned it maybe a week, week or two ago. Just They just look clunky at times. Um, you know, I think Ilias had a, his best game last week, but whether he can keep producing that, I still don't know. The big in, obviously, for Penrith is Cleary, and I just think Penrith are going to go to that next level. Fish and Martin have been named on the extended bench. I'd like to think that maybe one of them slides in. I reckon um, Fish, yeah. Fish, yeah, me too. Tago and May just looked so lethal, and I think if you could maybe look at a weakness of um, Souser to be their outside backs, and I think Tago and May could really cause a ruckus again out there on the left. You, you probably wouldn't expect Penrith to drop off their defence like they did. Um, they'll be looking to shore that up, which is a scary thought for a team. Um, I just think the key to Rabideau's success over, you know, sort of the back end of last season in particular into this season now is Cam Murray. 100%. That kid, oh, I mean, I'm sort of giving it to Yo just, but you'd almost have Cam Murray right alongside him there as the best lock in the game. Yep. Up there the best players in the game, really. Ken Murray's just late footwork at the line. Like, he's one for the white boys to get behind, let me tell you. That. If, <laughs> if you're, a young, if you're a young white boy trying to make a living in the forwards, I'd be watching Ken Murray very, very closely because that guy's got it all. He doesn't um, take a backward the, step. He just, yeah. And he's got the looks to boot, the cheeky <laughs> devil. Um, <laughs> Gorgeous. <laughs> um, absolute throbber. Sure, they're hanging off him. Um, <laughs> And, um, yeah, so I'd really like to see them shut down him and that'll go a long way to beating them. It's six and a half. It's at a really sort of odd line and you'd probably think, well, it's going to be close. Why wouldn't you go the plus? And it's just that trust issue with Souths because if it doesn't click for him, we know that Cody Walker can go missing and Ilias just probably doesn't have it in him yet to take that rain off him like Reynolds used to. Yeah, and I just think, you know, Penrith's forward pack, they're always going to show up. Um, that next man up mentality is always there with Penrith. So, yeah. Beautiful. I'll add my two cents here. I agree with you, bro. I think we talked about last week against the Knights. I think the Knights were fantastic. But I think Penrith had the eye set on this game. That new Cleary was coming back, the grand final rematch. I think he's going to come back. He's kicking game. He's just going to terrorize them, make a statement on the fucking man. Sounds biased. Yep. You can give it to me. I don't care. But that's what I think is going to happen. I hope Fish comes back. I think it's going to be a cracker. I really think Cleary's going to come back with a point to prove. And I actually think he probably could have come back in round one. So he's going to be raring to go. I think Joy Arrow came out and made some stupid comment. I'm like, mm. you're not talking about some fresh young halfback here. Like, people forget this. Cleary's been around enough now. He's been in the big games. He's won a grand final. He's yeah. played in Origins. It's not going to phase him. Yeah, you know, I agree. It's, if you're going to start targeting Cleary, you're probably going to um, get exposed elsewhere because you, he's not going to make mistakes. Yeah, he, um, Arrow's going to want to have a have to have a big game after those statements. So we'll see, brother. Yeah, I like it. We're um, Panthers. Let's go. Saturday, three PM. This could be the trickiest game of the round. Well, not, well, not the trickiest. All the games are tough, but Warriors host the Brisbane Broncos. The line is at three point five at the moment, plus three point five for the Warriors. I think Sean Johnson. He's named on the extended bench. Rumors are he's been given the green light. I think he's just got to pass captain's run. But yeah, as you said at the start of the podcast, mate, it's those trust issues. Brisbane looked good at the start of the year. Actually, to your credit, you were hesitant on them. Like they need to prove more to me. And then they had the time slot last week, 4 p.m. at Suncorp, Sunday afternoon, and they shit the bed. They just, it was right there for them. The pickings were there. They got rinsed. They got rinsed. I was going to lead into my sort of question for you. I guess it's, what do you think's worse? Only beating the Tigers by four? Or 
getting smashed by your pick for the wooden spoon in the Cowboys? What do you think is worse there? As in That's tough. the Warriors mean, only yeah. managing to beat the Tigers by four who look atrocious um, or getting spanked by the Cowboys, like at home, Suncorp, Reynolds. It was all, yeah, the, all, the, the, all the boys are in. 40,000 in the stands, mate. Like it was, I don't know what happened. They just. Yeah, it, it, they look, you know what? They look exactly like the 2021 team. Mm. Um, I don't think, I don't really like Albert Kelly with Reynolds. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I prefer Walters. And it seems crazy because I think I harped on the whole Brad Arthur, Jacob Arthur thing, but Walters looked good in the trials. He looked good in round one. Um, I mean, what more do you really have to do? You've got yeah. so many halves there. I can even give Tyson Gam- Gamble a crack. I just don't think Albert Kelly there's the answer. And I think Reynolds is slowly realising too that this isn't Redfern anymore. And um, he didn't look that great either. Um, I'd like to see the Warriors get Reese Walsh involved more. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. He, he sort of went that pass-first mentality in that that in last week. And he's got to run the ball. That's what that's his best part about his game. Unfortunately, he makes a break and then gets cramped. That would have been <laughs> nice if he went over the head. But that's what he's capable of. And I don't know why he wants to make these passes. Like, he's not a halfback. He's not a 5'8". Um, just play what's in front of him. Run the ball. X factor. Just, up and just take on the line. I'm sort of just looking over here. I just, yeah, I just think if we can get SJ back in that team, I think the, the plus three and a half is really handsome, but I do think if he comes back in, we might have to get on that sooner rather than later. So keep your eyes it could be up. another one of those tips. Fortune favours the brave. Love it, mate. Yeah, I, this is one of those games I just don't have much confidence, if I'm honest, to the to the listeners. I I don't know what to expect. There's there's just secu- insecurities with a lot of these teams in the comp at the moment. So we'll I think when he's out, you've got to go the plus. Yes. Well, you know, statistically, it's it's the closest NRL season in a long time. They're saying, you know, so yeah. margin wise, victory wise. So yeah, I like it. We'll um we'll reassess over the weekend, bro, with inclusions and whatnot. But I don't have much to say for this game. I think obviously Broncos want to make a bounce back. Warriors get their first win, so they can build off something. It was a shit win against the Tigers. I thought they they wanted to lose that game. That last ten minutes, I what are you doing? You don't want to win. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree. Both teams have a lot to prove and. We'll see how and I think you said no Kate well for Broncos either. Big loss. Big loss. Yep. No, I like it, bro. All right. To our green machine, Saturday, 5.30, mate. <laughs> the Manly Seagulls host the Canberra Raiders, 5.30. Out at um, Glen Willow Oval. I think that's in out, out Bush. Where is it? Not Bathurst. We play at Bathurst. Anyway, I'll get that up in a sec. No, that's not the Dubbo ground, is it? Dubbo, Dubbo. Is it? I'll, I'll keep going anyway. Yeah, we've got the line. Yeah. The Raiders plus 6.5 were obviously blown away with them that second half last week. We think they can, you know, make things a bit tricky for the, um, this Manly side. I think Manly is sort of, I don't know, they've been victims of a hard, harsh start. You know, who do they have? They have Penrith, Roosters, then Bulldogs. And now here we are in round four. Um, obviously, Sorry to cut in, bro. Mudgy. The game's Mudgy. That's it. Mudgy. I knew it was West somewhere. Yeah. Um, I just think, um, you know, the weather played a big role in that game. I, I didn't realise the weather um, was going to be that bad. I thought it was going to be like wet, but like mm-hmm. that was torrential rain. Um, 
Manly never really looked like losing. I don't know really what happened in that game. It was really hard to sort of work out what was happening. Obviously, it was just the wet weather footy, you know, couldn't really spread the ball how they wanted to. Turbo probably couldn't get involved how he wanted to. And I guess a team like the Bulldogs, they're just going to, that just suits them to a T. They can keep the game close. Um, I know it was only a point in it. And how can you say, oh, you know, well, you know, you never had a doubt in Manly. Well, I didn't. I just, I just thought the score really didn't reflect how they sort of deserved to win that game. Um, and then, yeah, we've spoken enough about our Raiders. <laughs> our Raiders. Um, <laughs> but we've spoken enough about the Raiders. I just think if Raiders can sort of gain some confidence about what they're capable of, that plus 6.5, as good as Manly, as good as Manly can be, I think it's enough for the, for the Raiders. Even if the Raiders go down just, um, I still think, you know, that's 6.5. You know, I'd get nervous if it was anything lower, but I just think the 6.5 is a really good um, uh, line for this game. Yeah, perfect. It sounds cliche, but I think the main thing, well, back going back to last year for the Raiders, is they've just got to start games well. Last year, they just got to start games. And anyway, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I like it, mate. Canberra, Green Machine, let's go. Last game on Saturday, 7.30. A team that, yeah, I didn't, I didn't pick this. They were my spoon, mate, but they look very good. They look... They're playing as a good unit together defensively. They're all on the same page. The North Queensland Cowboys up there at Townsville host the Sydney Roosters, who are hit and miss at the moment. I haven't got much of a, a gauge on this Rooster side. I was high on them at the start of the year, and now I'm questioning myself. So we like the Roosters to bounce back, though, minus 6.5. Um, are you convinced on North Queensland yet? I'm not convinced, but I just like... It's, they're, they're not trying to beat themselves, if you know what I mean. I, I was questioning the halves from, from day dot. They're very similar, but they're just defending well. They're kicking to corners. They're completing sets. I think they completed it nearly 90% on the weekend against the Broncos. They're Ruben Cotter, these blokes off the bench, are just bringing Spire. I just thought they're on the same page. It's not crash hot, but when they get these opportunities, you know, possessions extending, they kind of just figure out a way to strike, I guess. And I'm not sold, but I just think it's been an impressive start. Yeah, yeah. I um I I'd have to agree. Um, I just I just worry that the bubble's going to burst. Yeah, I can see, and that's that why means. I've gone the minus because yeah, it's all well and good to beat the Broncos, but what Broncos are you beating? Mm. And I know they've beaten other teams, but I'm just saying, like going off last week, yeah, they you know Jeremiah Nanai. Well, wow. I think that we we said it at the start of the season, Nanai Luki. I didn't expect them to be this good. They're, they're phenomenal. Um, Roosters, I think, are just, if anything, overplaying their hand. Sam Walker in that in last week's game, a couple of times just made stupid passes and kicks. Like, I think there was like one kick that almost found the, the um, dead ball line on the fall. You know, he's attacking kicks and leaving a lot to be questioned. I'm not bagging the kid because he's got plenty of upside. When, it, when it's on, it's on. Just not that typical Roosters side we're used to seeing. Because uh, their forwards look, look good. You know, Nat Butcher's having his best season ever. He's pushed Crichton to the bench. Bizarre. Bradley's showing up. Um, you know, Collins, he's a big boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got Takiaho doing a role. The other fella. Satili. Long. Satili. Yeah, him. Supernova, yep. Yeah, Satili. He's, I mean, I can't really fault their forwards. It's just... Yeah, I, I think the breakdown there comes at the halves. And Kiri's sort of probably realising that he hasn't played a lot of first grade in the last sort of 18 months. 
And yeah, I'm just very, very, very cautious of the Roosters because I think they're a bit of a sleeping giant at the moment. And as we, we touched on before, a Trent Robertson side usually starts the season off pretty average. Not this bad, but pretty average. Mm. And I just don't want to be against them on that week when they click because against a team like the Cowboys, they can expose them pretty easily, I think. I think, you know, it's a big step up, the Broncos to the Roosters. And I'm talking about a Roosters that we are used to over the last sort of five, six, even 10 years. So, yeah, mate, I'll, that's why I'm on that minus. Yeah, um, I like that. I liked how that little analogy there, the sleeping giant, because 2018 when they won the comp, I think they first eight games they were four and four. Yeah. I agree. I feel like it's – I like that. It's the halves. It's the spine. Kiri hasn't played – Been the he's been the six over the last few years. He's not, you know, the main guy guiding the team around. He's having to do that now. They've got a new – Yeah, hooker. exactly. They've got – Sammy, Sammy Walker and Kiri haven't played together. They've got to build that combination. And I think it's, it's going to come. And I, I like the minus 6.5. Yeah, mate, I agree. It's just, it's, the, it's a time thing. It is a combination that has not played first grade footy much together. So, um, yeah, 100% agree with you there, mate. I, yeah, you just really don't want to be against these guys too much, mm. particularly when it's getting to this sort of midway of the start of the season. Um, it's only going to be a matter of time. And... I just think North Queensland, it could begin. It could. And the line's sort of favouring North Queensland more here than it is the Roosters. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah mate, definitely. Beautiful. Sunday, mate, two more games and we'll wrap it up. Oh, this is tough. The Melbourne Storm host the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, obviously. The line's at 14.5. I'm pretty sure this year, as I said, next week I'll have all the stats, but we're 0-3 with Melbourne, bro. We've taken them every week to cover the line. They just can't. They haven't put in an 80 minute performance, in my opinion, together. They just need a they need to do it. Is it going to be this weekend? We'll find out. But we do like the doggies at 14.5. I think you said at the start of the year, even last year, they they like to keep games close and grindy. Definitely. They they're able to stop teams from covering the line a lot. And they usually give up these types of starts. Um, I don't know, the bookies just don't seem to be learning um, with the Bulldogs. But a three-try buffer, um, you know, three-converted try buffer anyway, is is pretty pretty good in terms of line betting. Um, I wouldn't want it to get under two tries, being the first of the Sunday games. There's still a lot of time for movement. Um, yeah, I just really don't want them to, um, to go anything under 12 because I think that's within reaching distance. I think that third try, you know, I could easily see them losing by 12. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, it's a nervous one because much like the Roosters, if the Storm click, it could be a, a really messy scoreline. Um, Barrett's got to stop changing his halves too. I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't think you can literally point your finger at Avarillo and say you're the problem in that team. Mm. You, you you stopped us from winning. Mm. Like... Um, He's just as much to um, he's just as much to blame as as Burton, really. One hundred percent. You know, like or, or Marshall King for that matter. I just, yeah, they've lost Jack Hetherington, which I mean, you should you should just get used to not having him on the field sometimes, anyway, because <laughs> he's likely to be sent off at any minute. Um, I can't believe he wasn't the first bloke sent off this season. Yeah. Um, Barnett's taking that from him. Um, <laughs> Grab the unlucky. 
unlucky mad dog unlucky <laughs> yeah so, mate. I, I, i'm assuming that the bulldogs do a lot of uh 12 on the field drills because if you're starting jack Hetherington every week you just can't have it <laughs> um but yeah i just really think avarillo was stiffed he's not even playing the position that he actually has played hmm. he's a center yeah um if anything um but you know if he if Wakem can do a role i guess so be it i, I like the fact that shook was back in the centers mm-hmm. um i think we touched on that at one of our first podcasts i just think it was he was stiffed as well by barrett um i think he was a late inclusion mm-hmm. anyway um but still it was good to see him there um and yeah i just think again there's trust issues there with melbourne um i think Smith's carrying injury, mm-hmm. uh, you know. It's yep. just looking a bit clunky in that in that camp. That's all good, bro. That's all good. No stress. No stress. Yeah, so, good. so they haven't barked once in this whole podcast. That's time we've been doing it. Um, yeah. So the three try buffet. I can't if it gets under two. Two tries. So if it gets to like 11 and a half, 12 mm-hmm. flat, I'm not taking them. Yep. So watch the late mail there. Yep. No, 100% late mail. My biggest fear is we talked last night is just we've, we've taken Melbourne every week and I just felt the time we don't take them, they're just going to explode. But we'll see. Late mail. We'll talk over the weekend, reassess. And yeah. Yeah. I like it, mate. Doggies, I think they'll keep it close. 14.5 plus. Last game of the round, Sunday, the Parramatta Eels host the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Eels, mate, what a win last week, but we believe the Dragons can keep this close with the plus 9.5 handicap. Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, mate, Ray Stone. Cult hero, just oh, <laughs> what a way to go out. They hated him round two when he gave away that tackle against the Sharks, took out the legs. Sharks scoring the last minute, now they love him. Game winner, off the post, <laughs> shut the gate. <laughs> now he's off to the Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> what a story. Oh, sad. Oh. Um, I might hand this one over to you, mate. I sort of, uh, I can't seem to remember too much about the, the St. George game, just recapping the week. And um, I, I still sort of stand on the same ground with St. George. I think the plus nine and a half sort of is a bit of an insult to them. I don't think they've really been that bad. I like what they offer. They've got plenty of young kids. Sloan's a gun. Mm-hmm. Um, they've brought Tarek Sims back into the team. Lomax, like if it wasn't for Latrell and Turbo being the... Um, the origin um, centers, you'd think that he would be a shoe in. Um, he just has amazing ability to get on the outside of players. But um, I might, yeah, what are your thoughts on this one, mate? Yeah, and no, I agree. Lomax, that flick pass out the back as well. It's every, every winger, every center knows it's coming and they just, yeah, they just let him keep flicking it. So, you know, he's incredible. But I think Dragons, I agree, young team, but the last two weeks, it's been those sin bins, bro. Back to back sin bins, yeah. Jaden Sewer. He's obviously not going to be, he's copped a band. He's not going to be playing this game. They keep 13 blokes on the field. I feel like they're going to, I think we've said it all year. This pack, they're, they're going to do a job. Benny Hunt's playing good. You've got the X factor for the young guys. And I, I, I do believe as well, I said this in the podcast during the week, this game, exact same matchup, same time slot on a Sunday afternoon or Sunday night at Para, the Dragons beat them last year. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's got this weird feeling to it for me. So I do. Like, um, sorry, keep going. I do like the dragons to cover cover the line. I just I think it's going to be a close, tough game. 
I don't. Oh, touching on what you said there, I don't think it's a it's the uh, sort of um, box office ma- um, time slot for Para mm. Sunday Arvo Sunday night in Parramatta. It doesn't really offer much. It probably suits the away team more. Yep. Um, you know, if it was Manly at Brookie, oh, good luck. But, yeah, it just it's not, you know, they're a Saturday night, dry, under lights, mm-hmm. premier time slot type of team, and that's what brings the people in. Um, and, yeah, I just think... It's handsome for St. George, and I think St. George have been helped here by the fact, too, that Parramatta beat the Storm, and I'm not convinced on how Parramatta beat the Storm anyway. Like, mm. I mean, that doesn't happen. That's a one in, like, I don't want to think of the odds, one in 1,000 type thing that happens. Like, mm-hmm. you've got Pappenhausen waiting just to swallow that ball up behind the post. Right, he and- that so clean. That was that was game <laughs> over. If, the, if Big Sean Lane wasn't there for the charge, then that was, that was gone out yeah. of the stadium. Yeah, that exactly, was- exactly. He nutted it. And... um. By the way, how how tall must Sean Lane be? He was jogging. He was jogging to get that chart. <laughs> Big boy. <laughs> Two steps and he put the hands up and he was there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, more so, like, you sort of look at how that could have gone. And, yeah, look, you've got to take a shot at the field goal. I get that. But you've got Pappenhausen waiting under the post there to take that, to take that on the full for a seven-tackle set. I mean, you probably think Melbourne go up and ice the game there. Um, pretty easily. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just think St. George have now got that buffer because Para managed to beat them. I'm not taking anything away from Para. Like they had to get it to extra time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I think if Para lose, we probably look at a line that's maybe around like four and a half. Yeah, totally different. So four and a half to five and a half. So yeah, I think it'd be very, very, um, maybe six and a half, say, but it's a lot shorter nonetheless. And um, yeah, I just think St. George have enough to match Parra here. I really do. Like, um, I don't think Penasini's been what we thought he was going to be. Um, you know, they're obviously missing some players. Uh, is Sean Russell, I think, was he named on the extended bench? Uh, he might have been. I'll just have a quick look, bro. Uh, I right think he might have been. Yeah. Um, so they've, they've got some injuries out wide. Dylan Brown's looking good. Really um, good. Best really game I've seen him play personally. He was yeah, yeah. I think there was a lot of mockers on him, just about his attacking prowess and his ability to assist tries and stuff like that. But um, bit bit harsh on the kid because I do think he's up there with some of the best five eights in the game. So, um, not taking anything away from Para. Yeah, I just think at plus nine and a half, that's pretty handsome to the to the um Dragons. Yep, sounds stupid, mate. But if the Dragons keep thirteen blokes on the field. I think they're going to make it a game. So yeah, no sin bins so. and yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Mate, that's a wrap. Round four tips are in. Hopefully, you know, we can hit another five or six back in the positive. Keep grinding. Um, any last words, anything to plug in? Ah, better late than never. Hopefully we can just get this out as quick as we can and, you know, at least get that Thursday game out to the people. Um, and yeah, looking forward to next week. A big wrap up, probably be a bit, bit longer. Yep. And um, yeah, we'll dive right into it and, Let's get a try and at least get another five out of eight in a tough round. That'd be nice. Get that percentage back up and yeah, just stick with us. It's um, probably going to get a lot easier from here, I reckon. Beautiful. That's it, mate. The grind. My last comments, ladies and gentlemen, best bet of the week. You don't want to miss out on this one. Three try scorers, anytime, $8.60, top sport, all the top offers, David Fafita, 
Taylor May from the Panthers, Tommy Turbo. That's all I've got to say. Great show, bro. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Paddy's Playable. If you enjoyed this episode, head over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's much appreciated. Don't forget to check out our Instagram page, at Paddy's Playable. We post fun, engaging content every single day. Once again, we really appreciate your support. See you next time. Let's go.